KPBS On Demand is supported by the National Conflict Resolution Center. Topics like political polarization and hybrid work policies can create workplace conflict. NCRC can help workplace leaders navigate divisive issues with the culture, communication, and conflict certificate. More at ncrconline.com. I'm Maureen Cavanaugh, and you're listening to First Person, a KPBS podcast that shares the stories of average and not-so-average San Diegans in their own words. Their experiences, both universal and deeply personal, offer a unique lens into the news of the day. Can police officers and the people they protect have honest conversations about race and bias? That's a question a program called Game Changer hopes to answer. The idea is for police and community members to sit down and discuss their law enforcement experiences and follow that up by attending a baseball or basketball game together. As part of our first-person series, we spoke with two people from the most recent Game Changers event, San Diego Police Officer David Lee and City Heights resident Eddie Rivers. Officer Lee starts by describing what he learned about how police officers approach the people they pull over. Big takeaway for me was our was approach. And I think when Eddie was talking there that day, he really hit it on the head is, if you as a police officer come at me aggressively, then I'm going to come back just as aggressive. And some officers had disclosed that, you know, they might have gone to a, a radio call or how it handled the incident where their adrenaline was spiked because they got into a fight or because of whatever else they might have gone and seen something that was really kind of traumatic and their 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 adrenaline's up here and then for almost the rest of the day they they're up at that high level where they're just constantly barking at people and they can't seem to bring it down or they don't have somebody there to help them bring that down if i came up to eddie and i started barking at him immediately well he's going to look at me and say this guy's a kid who is he to bark at me he doesn't know what i've been through and at the same time, as he's barking at me, I'll bark back and say, listen, you don't know what I've been through. You're looking at me like I don't know what I'm doing. And it becomes this huge shouting match. Every now and again, especially when you're dealing with one guy after the other that just gives you attitude, you just start building up this barrier, this wall. And you just start feeling like everybody is, is going to give you that attitude. And you kind of have to take a deep breath, scale it back and say, hey, listen, he's not the same guy that I talked to just a minute ago. When he was saying that, I was kind of flashing back to my military days, you know, that's how it was when that rush was on and that, that rush can permeate, that rush can, it, it can definitely last. The approach is very, very important, very important. Uh, it sets the tone to me for the rest of the conversation, that first three minutes. I, I have to quickly identify when a police get out, out of his car and he approaches me, I have a clock, I got three minutes. You know, uh, to find out if this guy is an adversary or if he's, you know, an advocate. Can I talk to this guy or is it just it goes my license and that's it? I think there's been a misperception as far as how cops think we feel about them. I differentiated the word cop and police officers. And I would refer to a cop as someone that reminded me of the type of person that I was in Iraq. That was a, in a cop situation where I was basically in charge of groups of people as compared to being a police officer where he's a friend of the community. He's an advocate of the community. He cares about his community. He has a vested interest. They shouldn't be 
where me as a civilian fear a police officer just because he's driving by. The police officer, getting back to that, he, like back in the day, he, he was a person that lived in the community. He was a person that, his kid played softball in the community. He had an interest in the community. Uh, whereas a cop, he just, I just worked there. He is just there to fight crime. He's not there to be your friend. He doesn't care that you're a single mom or you're, your dad is, you know, struggling, uh, that's irrelevant to him. The way I keep myself accountable really is to understand why, why I'd wanted to become a police officer. It's not your regular nine to five job where you go in, you, you clock in, you do your job for the day and you clock out. There's certain things and aspects that we as a police officer will see that will stick with us for the rest of our lives. There's things that we don't want to see that we'll end up seeing and we'll be a part of. And we all know that aspect going into this job. I was up in Los Angeles, uh, specifically in the Paramount area. My friend had just bought a house and I was in my friend's car. Uh, my friend was Hispanic. I was uh, Asian. We we're sitting in this car in a neighborhood that was predominantly not Hispanic or Asian. And it was maybe one or two in the morning and we we're the only car driving around. On my way to the hotel, as I'm uh, trying to hop onto the freeway, a uh, sheriff's deputy pulls me over. The way he pulled me over, I mean, it would, it, I'm sure it startles everybody. Even to this day, I, I still see a, a police car and I'm always checking to see if I'm okay. And I'm, and I'm sitting here being a police officer myself. So I could, I, I, know, I know the feeling knowing that you just get that rush when, when you see a police car, whether they're looking for you or not. And um, the police officer pulls me over. He puts his lights and sirens on and immediately goes over to PA and tells me to stick my hands out the window. And my, my friend to stick his hands out the window before he even comes up to talk to us. As he comes up and, and walks up to us, we have our hands sticking out the window, and he asked me where, where I'm coming from and what I was doing in this part of town. He told me that I ran the red light maybe a block away, and there wasn't even a, a signal there. And the reason I brought that story up was because I, I didn't want people to look at me, even if I wasn't in uniform, and say, oh, you wouldn't know because that never happened to you before. I understand the concerns that the community has. I'm not going to sit here and be naive to say it never happens. It happened to me. I felt like I was stopped and uh, I was, there was really no reason for it. For, for, for us in our department, there's a system set up for if that citizen felt like they had been wronged, there is individuals that they can contact at that moment before they go anywhere to address their concerns. If I was to stop Eddie, for instance, and he felt like I did something wrong or I illegally stopped him and he said, listen, I, don't, I, I, I will listen to you, I'll comply with your commands, but I don't want to go anywhere unless I talk to your supervisor because I have some concerns, then I have to do that. In a perfect world, if it occurs as, you know, David suggesting, yes. Uh, do I believe whether or not that opportunity presents itself enough? I question that. Him being a police officer and that actually happening to him in a sense, is a good thing for me because <laughs> uh, he can he can prove my point way more to his fellow officers more than I can when they're at the station and officers may be saying something, you know, may, could be derogatory, could be bragging about a certain pullover or stop or something, and he can interject in that conversation and go, hey, I, I was there, I've been through this, you know, and maybe what you're saying right now, maybe not right, you know, uh, and that's the ability that only David possesses. Uh, I had my biases too, you know, because about police officers. And uh, when you hear certain things like that, okay, the walls come down, you know, the hands go down. And 
now him and I can talk to each other. That was Eddie Rivers and David Lee speaking about the Game Changer program, which continues this month with discussions before San Diego Gulls and Padres games. That first-person feature was produced by Michael Lipkin. KPBS On Demand is supported by the National Conflict Resolution Center. Topics like political polarization and hybrid work policies can create workplace conflict. NCRC can help workplace leaders navigate divisive issues with the culture, communication, and conflict certificate. More at ncrconline.com.